You are listening to the Sam Radio Football Show podcast. your football show. I'm your host, Carly Zuzio. We're going to talk a lot of things about over the past weekend, including another roundup of the Scottish, Prem- Scottish Premiership, as well as the, the, the controversy at Aberdeen, where eight of their players were out after the loss against Rangers last weekend, and they broke the COVID-19 rules. We'll also talk about the, the Champions League and also the Europa League games as well, especially with Man City beating beating Real Madrid and also Leon knocking out Juventus which was the end of Matthew Osari. We also have some more transfer, some transfer news as well and Douglas is going to tell us about the latest local signing as well. Uh, Douglas, good to see you. How's your weekend been? Yeah, weekend's been absolutely fab. Obviously, uh, stayed stayed over with, uh, with Rebecca um, so it was really, really nice, and managed to um, managed to go down to Peebles as well. So it's, it's been a very chilled out weekend. How was your weekend? The best weekend actually. Helen's birthday. You know, Helen had a sister Friday for you know because Helen's pre-birthday party. Just to thought just relaxing so so far for Saturday. Originally we were going to go to Andrew, but that was busy, so we went to St Andrews instead. A lovely day. I really enjoyed it. And then yesterday went out to Brussels Links. Again, it was Helen's birthday as well as it was my sister's birthday yesterday as well. But we just catch up with one of our friends as well. So a very, very good weekend, very chilled weekend. A lot of driving though. So yeah. Great. Uh join us as usual. We've got finally got the two Andrews back together again. Andrew Rogers, good to hear from you. You too, man. How was your weekend as well? Chilled, man. I think we all sort of chilled out all weekend. Yeah. It was um, a sunny day. My first, it was my first week back at work, so... How's it been? Um, it's work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is work, it is work. I've went, I've, went, I've went from working three days last week and I'm working six days this week, so... Ooh, ooh, yeah. It's my, it's my own fault, it's my own fault, though, because wow. I, I put my hat in the ring to do more hours, so... Well, you get more money, so you can't complain. No, it's true. Uh, joining us as well, and uh, Mr. Andrew Walker, we're not heard from you for the last week or so. How good to hear from you, Andrew? Yeah, it's good to be here again. Yeah, yes, enjoy your weekend as well, too. Yes, I was actually over all your neck of the woods in Edinburgh for kind of like a flat party. It was the first time I wasn't socially distancing in months, so <laughs> I was over in Westfield near Gorgie. Yeah, don't, look, don't worry, there's a whole <laughs> high fry high rises blocking it from Tynecastle, so that's not so bad. But um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's a good one. It is a really good one. It really is. Really is. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Actually, um, we'll kick off the Scottish Rugby shortly shot there. But let's talk about the controversy during this past week uh, in Aberdeen. Uh, the football club 
he was very, really disappointed on eight of their players broke social distancing rules after the loss 2-0 to, to Rangers. And Andrew Walker comes to you first as an Aberdeen fan. Why do you think you're more disappointed in the players that involved in this situation? Um, yeah, I think that's a way uh, I'd put it. I mean, anyone would want a drink after they lost the Rangers, but they've been, you know, they've been told um, kind of what's expected of them. That was told of them in the summer, and the fact that Derek McInnes and the rest of the management had to explain to them their responsibilities again after the fact is it's just really, really poor discipline compared to what you expect from professional footballers. So yeah, I'm disappointed they've spoiled it for a lot of people. So we Aberdeen now have to go two weeks without actually seeing any football at all. So, yeah, it's really disappointing. I think the players know they've let the team down. You know, they've let everyone down and just hopefully that we can move on from this as quickly as we can. I, I hope so, but two of, the, two of your players, two of the key players in that squad, Johnny Hay and Scott McKenna, were the culprits of this, this society. And Nick, the first minister of Scotland, Nick Swift, came out very angry and disappointed because she didn't have no choice to lock down Aberdeen after what happened with not just with the, the players but the whole Aberdeen with the bars were filling up and the and it, the numbers was rising. How does the town, the city, get through this and the football club all together? Because now they they got to now learn the lessons all together. Yeah, I mean, um, moving away from the football and into kind of like not so much the politics of it, but the repercussions of what's going on there. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. It's a lesson that everybody inside of Aberdeen and outside of Aberdeen need to learn from. But this virus is not going away anytime soon. We need to, you know, washing our hands and wearing a mask and social distancing is uh, one thing, but it's proof of what happens when you don't follow those guidelines. And, you know, we're not going to eliminate COVID until people start taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you guys want to come in about that one? I actually don't see... I I don't see too much done wrong, I'm going to be honest. Right? They're only doing what every other person's been doing, as I've already said. Right? Do you want to know something? See if there aren't being an outbreak of COVID? Nothing would have been said. Nothing would have been said. Um... But because of the outbreak of COVID and the repercussions, um, they've had to be, there's an, an example's had to be made out of them. Mistakes and are as big as the consequences that come out of it. Yes, you're right, but that's not the reality. The reality is that people have been caught with COVID and, you know, it's turned into a big mistake because of that. Mm. Mm. I just think we shouldn't be holding footballers up as role models. I've never agreed with it. It's different, like every Tom, Dick and Harry on the street. Yeah. Douglas, your point, this, especially what's going on as well, what happened in the English Premier League, when few one or two players did break the rules a bit. But now, because they're not going far, is this what Aberdeen's do? Does now footballers have to take more responsibility during the situation now? Uh, um, I, I kind of agree with Andrew. I don't think they've done much wrong. Um, it's just it's just the fact that obviously the the players in question were obviously in the, you know, the tabloids the next again day. But 
to be honest with you, like I don't think I don't think they've done it much wrong. Um, I, I get I get that the fact that obviously they, they, you know they went out after the Rangers defeat. I I get that, <clears throat> but um, most most of that has been caused by selfish people. Um, and obviously, you know, Aberdeen is in lockdown, um, and probably still will be. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if the you know Hamilton game goes ahead. I think it is going ahead, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 with I'm with Andrew Rogers on this. I don't think they've done anything wrong. I mean, Douglas, I went out on Thursday night. They've done nothing different to what happened with me. Um, you know, if an outbreak of COVID happened there in the bar I was in. It's you know, it's a cause of what's going on. Yeah. At the moment, we all take our own individual things to do. But the thing is, because the outbreaks happened, the examples being made, I actually don't think McInnes is um, that you know that annoyed. It's the fact you know they're in the tabloids and you know. People like the sun are writing about it. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame though because you know there's going to be things are going to get even more things may get more strict now for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a good point as well, and like I said, we tell everyone be responsible. You know, still enjoy it, but just be responsible. So that's all you have to do. You know. End of the day, you know, we're in a global pandemic, but just be responsible, but still enjoy yourself. That's all you yes, can do. Yes, use, so. use your head. Yeah. Use your head on this. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's go into the round of the Scottish Premiership as well. Let's start off at Livingston and add your odds to come to you. Uh, what a win for him, for him with his far one against Livingston. About, about time we got a good one there. Um, I was I was there the last time we won there, and it was, you know, it's always a hard place to go. Um, Levy are a good Levy are a good team. We just I think we caught them at the right moment. Um, we exploited what what we what we could exploit. Um, something's quietly not quite clearly not going going cohesively well with what what with the formation. Or whatever, but I don't think Livy even bothered us. Um, by the time they started putting pressure on, we're already three 0 in front. I still don't know what the penalty was given for, and I've watched it back three, four, five times. But it's a good, good to see Kevin Nisbet getting the hat trick the week that Florian Camberry is sold. So you know. One big striker out, and the new striker goes and bags a hat trick. Yeah, absolutely. A good, really good weekend. Without uh, Scott Allen, by the way, Scott Allen did get on the field yeah. the whole game. Um, I've I've been concerned with that back four of Hibs. I still have my worries, but we headed everything away. One player I'm forever giving stick to is Paul Hanlon, and. He was solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, Douglas, you're supposed from the from Louis side. 
what you know, not good starts for the first two games for Livy. No, um, it was just an absolute shocker, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but fair credit to Hibs. I thought they, I thought they played very, very well. Um, Nesbitt getting a hat trick as well. He was, uh, he was very, very good. It's nice to see, nice to see Doidge as well. Um, it's nice, it's nice to see Doidge uh, get on a score sheet as well. Because obviously, I know he's, I know he, he didn't start the the game of the weekend. Um, but I have to say, um, from a Livingston point of view, it was just not great, not great at all. Um, I don't like this. I do not like this three five two. Um, it's not even a three five two. It's a three four two one. I want us. I want. I want us back to the four three two one that was successful last season. Yeah. Um, because I don't. I don't get why Effie Ambrose is left wing back. I really do not get that. Um, and we exploited that really well, by the way. To be honest with you, I mean, yeah. Mm. But I mean, look. I mean, looking at it, um, yeah, it's a bad start to the season. But you know what? We usually start the season very, very slow. But um, yeah, to get beat four one at home uh, is a, is a, is a bit is a bit of a surprise. Um, but yeah, to 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 just capitulate in the way we did was uh, is very very worrying. Douglas, see yeah. watching the game, um, Tuina's but goals, you know, is where a striker should be. But why is a guy who's you know five foot eight, five foot nine, winning a header with three defenders who are six foot plus? I mean, yeah. it, you know, I've got, I've got my sort of soft spot from Livy because I've lived through here for as long as I have, and just watching it was just the most un-Livingston performance ever. It was so yeah. destroying. I was kind of watching it, sort of being a bit baffled by it. Mm. I didn't. Dykes yeah, isn't getting enough. Dykes isn't getting enough support. Yeah. Just I don't mm. I found the, I found the performance. Like you know, when you're going to Livy, I mean I fancied Livy to get the win. Because of our record there as well, I thought especially after what happened in December, we won the derby then, you know, you just took us apart. But yeah. caught you I think we were as good as you were bad. If you see what I mean, yeah, it's a tale of two things, really. Um, yeah, we we were just very very poor defensively. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, hopefully, maybe we can pick up some results, you know, before the end of end of August. Anyway, uh, let's go into Sunday's game and. Let's talk about the, the good the, the draw at uh, Rugby Park between Kilmarnock and Celtic. Um, Christian Julian gave well, probably was a stupid penalty. Was that right, Admiral Walker? Was that fair? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think Julian can have any complaints, and you know, Burke puts the penalty away kind of without any problems. And yeah, Kilmarnock um, get a well deserved point and you know I think we've all forgotten how difficult a place Rugby Park is to go to because I remember last time I was here we did our predictions for where everybody was going to be and I thought Kilmarnock was too low um, so yeah um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Kilmarnock deserved a point 
and they're a lot better than we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, Douglas, your point is Celtic. Kilmarnock thoroughly deserved the point. Watched, watched the game yesterday. Um, Kilmarnock thoroughly deserved the point, as I've said. And do you know what? Do you know what really, really um, surprised me is that, you know, as soon as soon as like you get towards the eighty fifth and ninetieth minute, you know Celtic Celtic always try and get that that late winner. But to me, I thought Kamana defended really really very very well, and also um, I thought Celtic kind of ran out of ideas. They weren't using the they weren't using the wide areas uh, well enough yesterday. Um, but it's a very good point for Kamana. But as I've said as I've said already to couple of Celtic fans today, it's a marathon not a, not a sprint Yeah Yeah, absolutely uh, Andrew Rogers, um, good point for Kilmarnock Yeah, great point for Kelly. Um I didn't see the game live, I didn't I got um, the extended highlights on the sports scene, but Kelly, you know, I think I agree with what Andrew said, we've probably downplayed how, you know a, what a good team Kelly are and, you know, minus a couple of months under Alessio, it's been the same sort of formula that Steve Clark had went with, with Alex exactly. Dyer. Yeah. Um, you know, they were unlucky to lose at Easter Road last week. Um, I've seen Tam McManus tweeting about that. Um, they're going to be a tough... They're going to be a tough nut to crack, especially at Rugby Park. And oh yeah, no, and you got I you think, got to give Atstai some time as well because yeah, the way he's had to come in as well. So yeah, and they need to be patient with him. The thing is, you can't even take the there's two things you got. I mean, from both games, you got to take into consideration, right? We've not even mentioned we were play, they're both team, the four teams are playing on artificial surfaces, and I don't think either t- in either game they came in, uh, you know, dispute or that with any of the decisions. Even though I thought Livy's surface is might be the worst it's looked over the last couple of years, it didn't it didn't contribute anything to the game. Mm. Oh, you know we always mention on oh, football shouldn't be played on it. It, did, yeah, it, did, a lot. it can't can't be used yeah. as an excuse anymore. Um, nope. It's been there for a couple of years. Livy have had it for the last sort of three four years. Go out there and get on with it. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The problem with Celtic is, um, every, as Douglas was saying, everyone was going in the way, and they didn't freshen up. I don't know why I left like um, Olivia and Cham on the bench. Tom Roderick didn't get on. Ugh. I don't know if Lennon doesn't trust them as much, but it was crying out for sort of day two sort of players and a Lee Griffiths. Yeah. Interesting, really interesting indeed. Uh, let's go to the other Glasgow team. Rangers beating Sitman. I said the Murray scored two goals in the game. Um, I'll come back to you, Andrew Rogers. With this situation with Morelos, he had his head, you know, Steve Jair came after the game against Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League, saying he had his head turned. His question about his future is still the question because he's looked like Lille are not going to sign. They look like they're going to go for Joshua David. How does he, how does Gerard get a play at the worst to try to focus because it has been a little bit of a distraction. Let Morelos do his talking on the pitch. 
Yeah. Let him do his talking on the pitch. Um, he's brown against Aberdeen last week. Instrumental in the goal. He was brilliant yesterday again. Um, not forgetting that's his first goal since Boxing Day last year. Yeah. Um, he's key to whatever Rangers do this season. Will they cut? Will he stays or will he goes? Um, also, Rangers have made two signings up front. Um, Kima Roof coming in, you'll know a good bit about him yourself, Carl. Um, I do. Know. Um, yeah, yeah. He had a mix of two. He not. He did have a good. He did have a good season at Anderlecht. Yeah, he scored the first few goals, few goals, but he kind of dried up during that season. Anyway, and he's injured. He's he injured a lot. lot. Yeah, his injury came a lot. I think he did have a lot of injuries at Leeds, but somehow he went to Adelaide. He's got a lot of injuries since then. So, no, you know, it's a it's a gamble that Rangers are taking on because they've been trying to get him for quite a while, even before yeah. he was at Leeds. So, yeah. I, I, can I... When you go to us. So, um, can I just say, um, I know St. Mirren lost 3-0, but how good was Jack Alnick yesterday? He's a good keeper. If anyone watched him before mm-hmm. he went to Rangers, he's a good keeper, man. Like, yeah. He's a good keeper. He was outstanding. against Livy as well. He was. Um, he was. And I, I have to say, I have to say from like watching, um, obviously watching the highlights yesterday, I know Rangers had 27 shots, but, you know, there was one save in particular. It was a Tavernier volley. And Alnick's actually backtracking um, and actually yeah. going the wrong way. And he manages to get still get to that um that shot that was going in the going in the corner, but he managed to adjust his feet to actually get to it. It was a fantastic save, but um but no, if, if anyone didn't deserve to be on the losing team yesterday, it was definitely not Jack Alnick. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I know I know what chance you're talking about um when I watched sports scene last night. Brilliant save. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, one of St Mirren's big questions was how they were going to fare without their previous goalkeeper, Ladke. So it looks like they've yeah. um, filled in that gap really well. Yeah. Yeah, rebuilt. They've totally rebuilt that defence. Yeah. Really well. It needed it, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, big mm-hmm. time. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, that's all three of you this one before we go to the next game. Dunks can take the leads for the other results. Will Miller stay at Rangers? Yeah. Yeah. If another offer doesn't come in for him, yes. Because I think I think there's a I, I think I, I don't I don't know I don't know if they've managed to get I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. If, I don't know if Leo have hit a stumbling block in the in the price tag, but uh, as far as I'm aware, there's been no new bids in for him. So yeah, I do. I do think Morelos will stay at Rangers. I don't see him going at the moment. Some firepower they've got now up front, haven't they? If they can keep them all happy, you know, Greg Stewart. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the boy's name. They've signed from St Gallen. Imar <laughs> Roof. You know, Morelos. Kent's there, Arfield will chip in with 10 15 goals. Joe Rebo there, there's some firepower there. Um, it's solid to keep up consistency. Say that again, sorry. 
Um, they've got Balogun at centre half as well, which could be a big improvement as well. Yeah, he's a he looks a yeah. He looks a good player. He looked good at um, Wigan last year, and he was good for Brighton the first year they were in the Premier League. We've lost. Oh no, he was. He We've was. lost Douglas, Absolutely. by the way. Yeah, no, no, but he hopefully Douglas will pop back on in shortly as well. Um, and you guys want to go for the other results this past weekend? I'm trying to think what the results are. Oh, Hamilton and um, Ross County. Um, Ross County. Um, I've said Ross County were the favourites to go down. I've got to end up with egg on my face here. I'm standing by Dundee United. They're going back, going down though. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Ross County looked really good. They're playing really good football. I tell you what, Ross Stewart's a hell of a player. That Ross Stewart looks a hell of a player. Yeah, B- Billy Mackay as well. Um, I said, I, I said, I said this quite, a, said this quite a lot though. But um, Billy Mackay and Ross Stewart uh, are going to be the key to whether Ross County stay up. I think because um, they're they're two fantastic strikers and. You you saw you saw from uh, you saw from the goal uh, that that Mackay scored the other day. It's just a, it's just a striker's finish. He knows where the goal is, it's, especially after snatching at the first chance. Um, he gets the second chance and he buries it. I've got one thing to say. What's the goalie doing, Tom? Aye, exactly. What is Ryan Fulton what, doing? What's, it wasn't the first time he'd done that in the game either. He'd done that two or three times in the game. Uh, yeah, it it was a it was a weird one actually. Um, I think Hamilton are going to be another team that are going to have to rely on their goalkeeper, but unfortunately, recently they just they just haven't. Give them time though to get a keeper in though, because I think if he has a couple another a couple more howlers, I think Brian Rice is going to go and get will go and get a keeper in. Because I think going forward they look really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they, weren't, yeah, they weren't scared to attack Celtic last week. Um, they're pretty unlucky not to score against County there. Um, Ross Laidlaw done well in goals as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know, like I said, how to a good looking good attacking. It's just their defense you need to worry about. They need to try to balance that one right. You got to remember, so, you know, they lost their main man in the summer. They lost Gojek in the summer. Yeah, they did huge, huge and to lose. Them. He's literally been at the hub seamlessly. He's filled that gap in midfield that we've needed since uh, Bartley and Milligan had left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll finish off with we we'll finish now with the SPFL, and hopefully it will be another good weekend. And hopefully, we'll have some no, good weekend and other games as well. Uh, should we now get into the into the European games, Champions League, guys? Go for it. Kick off in seven minutes. <laughs> cool, cool. So we'll ta- we'll start back. We'll start up at the Etihad. Man City beating. Real Madrid 2-1 and like I said Man City really really capitalised on Real Madrid without the suspended Sergio Ramos Varane made a lot of that mistake to lead to the second goal Douglas what do you say about Real Madrid? 
it's, it's but good defensively. Um, Varan, um, Varan had one of his horror shows, um, and you actually wonder if they really missed Ramos, and I think they did. Because, mm-hmm. mm. like I said, he's like I said. If you when you don't have Ramos, M- M- Madrid will struggle. We know this. We see this pattern when he when he gets suspended for st- some stupid things. They it costs them every most one or two games. But when he's in there, he's brilliant. To, that turns it around. But when he gets that dodgy and all that stuff, you're gonna look. You, what you start to do, you you gotta rely without him. It's one of those things, though. Um, Madrid's first eleven are pretty good, but once you get to the bench and that, it's not there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, once you get to the bench, it just doesn't there. Yeah, not even Bale was even in on the bench, not in the well, squad. I know? think. So... I think the whole thing with Gareth Bale is just a complete different. You know, it's not even... He's not even in the conversation for Madrid. No. Um, for anything. And to be honest, you know, Zidane doesn't want him there. Not even going to play him. No one has just said, I'm not travelling if I'm not playing. You know, what's the need? I'll go, he may as well get his um, handicap down on the golf course. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Ever since that banner came out when he held it when Wales qualified, oh, come on, it was well. If yeah. no one can see, if no one can see, that's absolute banter, right? I but know. Marco is it's Madrid. Madrid. It's you got the ultras there who are not the best in Kukatic badge quite well. So, what a waste of talent is going to be, though. What a waste of talent. You know? Yeah, it is. It's it's sad in the way the way it's it's kind of ended this way because he at the start they they start they had a bit of love or hate with him. They hated him, but they dolled him again, and it just it's just gone since the last two two years. Everything just gone down. It's just you know the they all you know every time we see the Spanish news we say with the polls and stuff they're like they want Bell gone. So and there's so many reports coming out oh he's doing this oh he's doing that do you know something he's probably doing nothing he's probably yeah. doing absolutely nothing yeah he's sitting back playing golf yeah. and not learning Spanish as well yeah. it, the thing is right that's supposed to be a total um, misunderstanding by the yeah, Spanish I press um, I think it was Guillaume Balder came out and said he can speak great Spanish. He just chooses not yeah. to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Bielsa over here. Yeah, it's true. And I'll ask true. you know, I actually love Bielsa for it because he's just like, can't be bored with the press, not doing the interviews. <laughs> you know, yeah. just not face for it. Yeah, no, Bielsa, let me say, Bielsa's not the person you can get for a TV interview. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He will talk for more than an hour from, from a big news media to the smallest regional newspaper. That's always been his style. He will never do like a TV. That is, that's always, he's always worked like that. 
And do you know what? Fair play to him because you know he operates like that. He don't care about the media when he he has to do it. But you know he does his own thing. What he needs to do behind the scenes. So the world of sport needs more Mavericks like him. Oh, yes. do we just right? This is going to cut off, right? Do we just not need you know your Paulo de Canos of this world, Gazas, Cantona, um, your David Ginola's of the world? We need more footballers like them and managers like Bielsa. I think Mourinho's mm-hmm. still like that. There's still a yeah. bit of... I think that's why I'll, I've always sort of... I, I, love, I love Mourinho's character, personally. Mm-hmm. He's got a, mm-hmm. you know, don't-care cat sort of attitude. Yeah. I think Klopp's quite like that. Klopp's like that, yeah. Yeah. That's why as much, like, you know, as much as Man United fans hate to see it, we like them. Yeah. You know, um... They always qualify what he done. You can't hate Klopp. You just can't. Oh, no, you just he can't. Made tried. <laughs> oh, I've, mate, I've tried. I've tried to hate him. I hated him you after the one... Right, the Champions League, right? And then I seen the video of him on the bus... Counting up the European Cups, I was just like, "Oh God, I love them." <laughs> <laughs> love him, man. I can't, I can't. He's just one of those managers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Indeed. Um, good for Man City, um, Douglas. You know, Guardiola played, you know, played the practice spot on against Madrid again. Yeah, do you know what? I think I think you have to I think you have to say that um, you know Starling, um, obviously Starling and obviously Jesus, but uh, you know they they capitalised on a very poor Real Madrid side. There's no doubt about it. And um, you know, obviously they play Leon next, who uh, who surprisingly beat uh, Juventus on away goals. So uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out I uh, wouldn't rule out Leon. Uh, but I think I think City will be favourites, but uh, I do think that uh, I do think that will be a lot closer than many people predict. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are going to go into Juventus and Leon and Andrew Walker. You, you know, Juventus sat Mauricio Sarri. Sarri you know, yeah, that's that trend right there. Sarri uh, Question with Sarri: the tactics just did not fit. With the club, with the with the players, especially like Ronaldo, who you want to be his main focus, it just didn't work out. But it was more than that, wasn't it, Andrew Walker? Yeah, it was the fact that the only you know Juventus, you know, being the top club in Italy, have a certain amount of expectations, and only winning Serie Serie A by, by one point from Inter Milan, not good enough. And going out the Champions no. League to Leon, that's not good enough either. So he's over two in that department, and. Juventus have decided he has to go. It's that simple. Yeah, but it is simple. And what the president said, Mr. Adger, he did say, say that he did not feel the president of the club what the club values are. He went the, the opposite way and it just frustrated some players that, you know, that just, did, just with the tactics, but, you know, with the starry ball, the starry ball doesn't never work. It never worked at Chelsea and it doesn't work at Juventus, you know. And interesting that the, the prodigal son has returned. He only became the under twenty three manager ten days, eleven days ago. But Andrew Pell is the new Juventus manager. 
uh, Douglas, your take on this one because this is just like, well, could be the rise of another Pep Guardiola model or just could it go either way? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, not going to lie, Andre Perlo is probably one of the best midfielders I've seen in my lifetime. Um, what a player he was. Um, you know, if he can, you know, if he can do what he does at a football pitch, let's see what he brings to management. But uh, yeah, I, I, wel- I welcome this. I think it's, I think it's a very good move, and you know, he knows the club, and um, yeah, bring bring it on as 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 he would as he as he as he basically goes into manage management. But um, yeah, good luck yeah. to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andrew Rogers, your take on Leon? They just even though they had a poor start in the Champions League, but they they, but they redeemed it after Saki Silvino and the way to knock out Juventus away goals, it's been terrific. Yeah, brilliant and brilliant to see um, old Memphis, you know, getting back to where, you know, his talent his talent could take him. Um, brilliant. Um, sort of kept, kept an eye on it. Um, seen Leon went one up and I thought, the only way this is the only player on that team is going to do anything is Ronaldo. You know, Ronaldo scores and yeah. they end up going through on away goals. I think they're pretty, I thought they were just you know reading it on off live score they seemed a bit they seemed quite comfortable with it. Leon, yeah, they did. Um, they always look quite threatening on the break. So and Sari and Juventus, I didn't get. I didn't get the whole thing um, when he went there from Chelsea. Um, he didn't exactly light the world up at Chelsea. No. No, absolutely not. And it's going to be interesting because there's rumours that Aaron Ramsey might be sold. Yeah, he was at Napoli, yeah. And look where that happened, you know. I think they finished like 12 points at one point against Juventus after the season before he went to Chelsea and you know and even though that was the time to beat them like three games ago so you know he questioned with Sarri I don't, I don't see Sarri managing enough goal for a while I really don't you know it's sad to say but it's true yeah uh, other news uh, Douglas Barcelona beating Napoli you know after Messi came up with that interview a while after the La Liga game, when they when they lost to when they when they lost the title race to Real Madrid, they capitalised on it there against Napoli. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously Messi produces another moment in the magic, um, and you know, obviously, um, you know, they were given a very strange penalty, but uh, it is a penalty because obviously, you know, Koulibaly does kick uh, Messi's leg when he's trying to connect with the ball, so you know, um, Stonewall penalty. Um, but I thought Barcelona were pretty poor in this game. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. A lot of wayward passes. Um, you know, if Napoli took their chances, they could have capitalised very easily. Um, but no, Barcelona, obviously next round, um, tasty looking game against Bayern Munich, which is going to be absolutely awesome. And uh, we shall see what uh, what happens. But uh, they're definitely not the best team uh, in this competition. No, so... No, I would fancy Bayern over um, Barcelona, personally. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm back, guys. <laughs> uh, Andrew, yeah, I know you're back. I know you're back. Anyway, I just talk about Barcelona beating Napoli. Yeah, I could make Barcelona look a bit poorer. 
even though they won the game. Yeah, that, but that Messi goal was sensational. That yeah. was ridiculous. Um, I know. No, I, th- I, I've, um, I think Bayern will go all the way. I think it'll be a Bayern City final. Is that the right way of the draw? That will be a mouthful. Is that the right way of the draw? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the semi final draw, I think Bayern will have, may have to play City. Oh, I kind of remember. That's such a pity. You know. That would have been a great final. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely no doubt. I'm going no to Bayern. I'm going to go Bayern so, all the way. You know, these, yeah, these yeah, Germans. Uh, these Germans. Yeah. And Lewandowski's not. Did you see the start about him with all the goals with Chelsea? Um, yeah. The Islers scored and assisted every single one of the goals. Can we can we, can, can we just comment on the uh, choice of music for uh, all the goals uh, Byron scored? The Can Can. I just think that's taking the absolute mickey. Oh, it was. Um... <laughs> oh, I can't even say the word on that. I can't even say the word on the. No, you can't. Um, what you're about to say, Andrew. It's some set of housery, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I absolutely loved it. And anytime, brilliant man. Anytime Byron scored a goal, I was just tempted to dance. Why am I picturing <laughs> you doing that dance, Douglas? I'm a, I'm a very visual person. I, oh. So am I, Andrew. Yeah, oh. I can see oh, that. Oh, it's brilliant, yeah. brilliant. I'm having it. Absolutely. Do you know what? If Leipzig was never at Bayern Munich, what would it be his career 10 years ago if he joined Blackburn Rovers after, let's say, the volcano ash in Iceland disrupted it and look where, you know... That would have been so much different with career path compared to what he's having now. It would have been, a, Dossi, so. it would have been a rocky Santa Cruz, wouldn't it? Have? You know, yeah. Um, you know, doing half decent at Blackburn and ending up at probably end up at City or you know doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or he lights it up at Blackburn for one season and then gets snatched up and ends up somewhere like Bayern Munich anyway. The cream always rises to the top, doesn't it? And it does. It really does. It does. It does. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, going to Bayern Munich, they're fresh, Chelsea. Uh, Douglas, not surprised. Lampard's got a lot of work to do. And he's, up for, uh, and he's up for manager of the year. Yeah. I know. Chelsea were dreadful. I, just, I, I don't absolutely agree with that one. Dreadful. I've got less argu- yeah. I've got less arguments about Brendan Rogers than Frank Lampard. Yeah. Oh hands down. I agree with that. No, he's there. Yeah, exactly. I I we must look say, but I do agree with that one. Yeah. You know I mean why never mind Frank Lampard is managed Yeah. Never mind putting Ollie in the conversation, but you know, Wilder, um Nuno Klopp. Klopp. Klopp's going to win it because he's done that with Liverpool, but um, yeah. after seeing the... You know that thing you put in the chat, Andrew, about the yes, wages? I was, I was staying very silent on this until kind of like, you lot kind of banged us out because we did speak about it earlier in the week. Yeah, looking at it, I was just going, you know, I just looked at it and thought, Wilder's got to get manager of the year just looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
you know, my argument for Ollie was the fact, you know, the squad was thin bare anyway. We, the way we lost Pogba, Rashford, Martial, and sort of the, as you said, the rejuvenation of Bruno coming in. Yeah. And then, you know, Martial comes back in, lockdown happens, and it's as if lockdown was Man United designed. Yeah. Yeah, but my after, argument always yeah. is my argument against Oli is like what they did after lockdown was wonderful, but I don't call that a wonderful season. I call that a salvage mission. Um, I'd say it's I wouldn't say it's you know it's nothing to celebrate getting forward at Man United. Um, I'd call it progress. Mm-hmm. I'd call yeah. it progress, and that's it. Um, yeah. And less it's progress than I would have liked to see at the start of the season, for me. Nah, it was more progress than I thought I'd see with that squad that we started off with. Yeah. So what what do you reckon the aims are for Man United next season? Um, it's got to be sitting. It's got to be getting third again. Um, bridging the gap to the top two. Um, signing the right the right characters in the transfer window and you know more progress I think we're still a year or two off Liverpool and City but he's been, yeah. Yeah. there's clear signs I'd, there's building blocks there indeed what I'd say is I want Liverpool and City in my sights and I want Chelsea and everyone else in the rear view mirror if I'm a yeah fan. no no exact, exactly that I think Chelsea are going to be heavily in the conversation this year though yeah, a lot yes, more. I mean, I that for, I mean, if they get Havertz, um, that front, that front four just it's a, that front, that front four's up there with Cities and Liverpools. Yeah, it's no, just, be- as we mentioned at the back, they are kind of fright. They're frighteningly bad at times. And that's going to be the difference because mm-hmm. it's easy to look at a front four and think, yeah, they're wonderful. But I, I look at Manchester United and I think they're a better balanced team than Chelsea. They're better yeah, in the I middle think, of the park, better at the back. Yeah, I think what well, I think Liverpool are going to be. I think uh, Chelsea are going to be the Liverpool of a couple of years ago. You know, we're gonna you're going to score four and we're going to score five. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Um, yeah, it was more fun than this year's. Even though it wasn't as successful, it was more fun. Yeah, I mean, you just mm. want to watch good games, don't you? If you're not watching your own team, indeed. Yeah, indeed, very much indeed. Uh, Dougs, we got you back on now after we lost you briefly. But what does that have to do with that defense? Because that needs to re- rejig itself, especially some key players might have to. Well, go. not pay twenty million for John Stones as 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 one way of uh, of doing it. Um... He's the answer, according to Paul Mercer, isn't he? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, <laughs> he's not the check, answer. Then. I'm going to jokingly say this about Mercer because I, I quite like him. Um, can we check what he's drinking? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a joke, right? Well, and yeah, should be taken as lightly as possible because we know mm-hmm. the problems he's had. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Indeed. We'll just check absolutely. his temperature. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a better alternate way. Yeah. Um, 
I, can't, I, I sort of see what he said. You know, John Stone's been the ball player, but he's just. I think City's destroyed Stones. I think I said that last week of the year, the week before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, and it's gonna be interesting what City do because come to the end of the well, it's at least more than sixty days to go, so it's still got time. And City might want to sign another defender, or probably two. We'll have to see about that one anyway. Um, hopefully we might go to transfer news. Do you want to start off Douglas with Liverpool? Yes, uh, Liverpool have confirmed the signing of left back Kostas Shimakas from Olympiakos. The, the Greek defender is 24 years old. He will wear the number 21 uh, at Anfield, and he will provide competition for Andy Robertson. Um, my reaction to this, obviously, check out my YouTube because I went I went live and obviously I was late. For Shameless this, so plug. Apologies, <laughs> apologies, folks. Um, but um, yeah, the from from what I've heard, he sounds like a very very good defender, um, very good left back as well. Um, and for you know for us to get him for you know under fourteen million, it's a very very good move, and um, I'm I'm delighted. Yes, so uh, um, interesting, Douglas. You didn't get Jamal Lewis because. I know you you put it off for ten million pounds. No, it's rejected. It like twenty. Do you think this was a better alternative to, to Jamal Lewis? Um. Well, from what I've from what I've been gathering, apparently we were in for three left backs uh, in this window: Jamal Lewis, um, Costas Chimacas, who we've just bought, and um, the guy from Sevilla who's on loan from Real Madrid. Um, regular. Re- yeah, regular. Aye, yeah. Hi. Um. So. Uh, apparently, they they just basically decided that um, that uh, Costas Shimakas was the 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 right one. So um, I think we have to say that obviously Jamal Lewis um, Norwich weren't prepared to budge. So basically, you know, we weren't going to be held to ransom. And uh, I think you have to say that I think the club have done the right thing in in getting this this boy. Um, 20, 24 years of age, still got a lot to learn as well. Um, he was one of the best players in the Greek Super League last season as well. Um, he was in the Arsenal team. He was in the Olympiacos team that famously knocked out Arsenal in the uh, Europa League. So uh, you know he's got he got a got a bit of uh, got a bit of European experience, which I think that uh, Jamal Lewis doesn't have. So um, I'm all for this signing. Uh, we've needed left back cover since Andy Robertson came in anyway. Um, so. I am absolutely delighted with this move. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. That's the thing. Um, transfers, it's the thing with transfers. Yeah. You know, you've not just got one target. Jamal Lewis, the boy you've signed, and the Sevilla player. You know, they'll all be on a list. The Liverpool have, you know, went out and spoke to all the clubs, and that's why this transfer has been wrapped up so quickly. Because, like, right, Jamal Lewis off the table. We're going to focus on these two. Yeah, just yeah. could be. A, it looks like a shrewd bit of business. Aye, it does. It does. Um, to to be to be honest with you, it's an, it's another one that kind of went under the radar as well. Um, Not a bad thing. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Because uh, obviously we all, we all know that the you know the biggest transfer saga of the summer is uh, you know Jaden Sancho to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, we are going to come on to that one. And Andrew Rogers, 
Michael's Michael Zott, the director of football at by Bruce Dortmund, told today the deal was off. He's in this in the, the, the trip to sweet Switzerland on the on the training camp. Is it are you a bit disappointed that this should have been dealt not only a lot quicker but more efficient before the deadline came today? No. Not at all. Um it's all games. It's all games from both United side and Dortmund. Um, I think you go back and check what <coughs> he said about previous players not leaving the club. Usually within the couple of weeks, these players have left the club. Said about Goatzer, said about Royce. Um, but Royce didn't leave, did he? No, no, he did not. Um, no, Lewandowski. Yeah. Said about Osman Dembele, the players left. I think it's it's just negotiation games. Um, from what Fabrizio Romano's been saying, don't listen to any negative negativity. This deal's getting done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, st- I think I think the deal will be done. It's about um coming to a compromise with Dortmund. Um. You know, the player wants to move. I've seen something else. Um, Sancho's going to hand in a transfer request to help push the move through. And um, within doing that, he actually loses a percentage of the sale, which is on his contract. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, players want, the player wants the move. Um, from what um, I read and heard last season, um, the move wouldn't have been a problem for Sancho, despite... No chance. United just. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, he did. To 150 million, but Dortmund were leave it a year. And it's still on. It's, it's going to be kind of funny. Be- yeah. No, absolutely. Interesting enough with that one because that move is going to be interesting where it goes to the end of the transfer window. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to go. It'll end up getting done before the league season starts, and it's going to be another pog, sort of pog bus sort of thing. It is, it, it is going to. Do you know the way thing, Andrew? I looked at two value of Sancho. The Football Observatory, they valued Sancho at 160 million, while the transfer market. Transfer market bound you can bound him at 112 million. So you're seeing these two different values because he's either double what something like that in the middle or either way. So yeah, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be about negotiating how this deal happens. Um Dortmund definitely want in the reason 112 to 120 million. I don't think United will be paying that initially. I don't think United no. will be paying that up front. Um, it'd be nonsense to pay it up front. Um, but, you know, have a progression of a progressive transfer yeah. of money as Sancho hits certain targets. Oh, yeah. That will, will have to be inserted, just like they do with, with the Bruno Fernandes deal. You the know. Bruno deal, you know, the Tony Marshall deal, you know, there's still about four bonuses on that to make it the 50 million. Yeah. Wow. I think um, one's winning the Ballon d'Or 
one one in the Champions League. Um, I know we've one already played. Well, yeah, one's the Premier League, and one was on scoring fifty goals or something. Which he hit, you know, he hit this season. What was it last season? He hit yeah, one of the bonuses in the last twelve months. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he certainly did. He certainly did. It's just got to be what I, I think. It'll end up being one of those deals. It will be. It will be because you know it's one. It's got to be one with the other. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to my story. From Leeds, had a bit rejected of £22 million for Brighton's, um, well, Ben White and Douglas. He's still linked to Liverpool and Chelsea, but you see the hashtag free Ben White going up on Twitter. I'm like, where does this end? So, uh, well, um, just before I say that, Inter Milan just scored a second against Bayer Leverkusen, so they lead 2 0. Uh, Romelu, Romelu Lukaku has scored for Inter Milan. Um, ben White, yeah, that's another one that seems to be going off the um, the radar again. Um, to be honest, I think I think Graham Potter wants him in his in his plans this season. Uh, Carl, I hate to say it, but I think I think he's not going anywhere. To be honest with you. Well, this is an interesting part because what I've been reading today that, that they want to keep Ben White if they sell Shane Duffy to West Brom. That's what the I've been hearing. That why Graham Potter was the keeper. But it's interesting that Ben White actually put that hashtag on his profile earlier this weekend. I'm like, yeah, you know. But it's gonna. Be, like I said, I can see this is. I want to say go, it's gonna go to the why, but I just see this. He, he's not gonna move. I don't think it's gonna happen. And I hate to say, it, I really wanted to keep him, but you know, Brighton and, <coughs> and even if Liverpool or Chelsea come in. I don't think Brighton's going to refuse Budge. That's the problem. So the thing is, he's going to have this um, English player tax on him. Yeah, because he's young and English. You know, you've offered what is it? Twenty-two million. Twenty-two million. That was the second bid. The first bid was around about eighteen right. million. If Chelsea or Liverpool go in there, that bid's they're going to ask for fifty million. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, which is, which is ridiculous, and that's that's what you call the top four tax. You know what I mean? Um, the minute you know Liverpool, a City, a Chelsea, United get involved in anything, there's a sort of tax that just goes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it know, does. It if does. Van Dyke Van Dyke was leaving Southampton to go to Everton, it wasn't going to be eighty odd million. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not saying Van Dyke isn't worth the eighty-nine million he's paid. Um, sorry, eighty million. Um, but you know what I mean. It's that. Yeah, his value was driven up by the caliber of player of team that was wanting him. Yeah, yeah that's just naturally how the market worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly with that one. Uh, Andrew, I want to put to you because I know you'll be disappointed as also a Newcastle fan. The takeover got collapsed over a fortnight ago. It's just, this should not have gone on too long. The way that other sources were coming through to try to block this bid. As a Newcastle fan, are you more disappointed that it just it just collapsed? Okay, this is going to be a difficult one to do on the radio without a lot of swearing. Um, I'll help yeah. you. 
I'm disappointed. Of course I am. Um, you know, I think I I personally had come to a certain kind of inevitability about it like a month or two before. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like speechless on it. I mean, it was too much like it's, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like, I, there's, there's a blatant, obviously it was to do with kind of Saudi human rights abuses and that was kind of like what they were reviewing. They want that in charge. And how the piracy, the piracy as well. Yeah, it's just... How is that different to what's going on with like City being run by kind of like, you know, Arab you know, in Abu Dhabi, the Qataris run PSG. How is this different? Is it, be- is it because a smaller percentage of our fans are estate agents? What's the reason? I don't know. Andrew, you know yeah. you, you really need to go and watch? Is, do you watch True Jordy? On um, YouTube? No, not right. Bang onto his videos at some point and go down. He's got a Newcastle rant. He says the exact same things as you on it. Um, mm. I think another reason why it's I've got I've got a huge soft spot for Newcastle. I did since uh, Bobby Robson and that. Um, Same. And I I love the city. I love. I've been in that city quite a few times. I love the place. Mm. Um, I was gutted, and I think it's because this is going to seem a bit far fetched, but I think it's because it's a smaller club getting that investment. And I don't think the Premier League want to take it away from, you know, the established, you know, quota of clubs. Yeah. I don't think don't it's like about that idea. the club. I think it's because of the working class nature of its fan base makeup. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, you won't find much more working class people than in Newcastle. Yeah, great bunch of people. Um, no, I mean, no, I agree. Workers need to know their place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I call them Scots with their heads kicked in. <laughs> Me too. Um, but if there's any, if if there's any club that deserves it, it's you know it's Newcastle. Mike Ashley's, you know, he's killed that club. He's he's sucked the soul out of it. Absolutely. I mean. The game I was at two years ago, Andrew, was the game the big protest was at. Mm-hmm. And we sort of... We were in a nine bar, which is Shearer's old place. Yeah, I know it. Uh, before the game. Um, and we sort of seen the whole protest taking shape. And one of a couple of the boys that are in our group are massive, proper massive Newcastle fans. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. You know, I've seen a lot of things when... Um, Hibs wanted Petri at the club. This was on a different scale. Mm-hmm. And you fully got behind it. You spoke to the fans and it's like, we can't stop coming to this club. This is our life. Indeed. Um, and you feel it. You feel it so much. I mean, you know it the songs they sing, they sing about them. It really does. What does it be- Yeah, I think... It's got the lot of Newcastle fans why I saw the walk and and Andrew Walker, what is the future for Steve Bruce now? Because you know he, 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 he needs clarity. He certainly does. I don't see why any of this is his fault though. Takeover or no takeover, Steve Bruce did what he was there to do. He kept us up very comfortably. 
and absolutely none of this whatsoever is his fault. But agreed, he does need clarity. Can Whether we put some respect on his name? Sorry? Can we put some can we put some respect on his name? Absolutely we can. Um, um he's had a very, very unfair ride from everyone. Um because of for whatever reason he's you know what he's got a bit of a belly on him and um you know he's not your Eddie Howe or you know but they've played some good football this season Newcastle. Um he's brought through the likes of Matty Longstaff. Yeah. Um you know the win against Man United <coughs> as much as it was heartbreaking being a United fan thoroughly deserved. Great finish. Um, and he's got a better finish than Rafa. He did. Absolutely. Um, and he went in there very unfancied by the fans. Yeah, he did. And you know what? I'm the probably the only one because Newcastle are probably favourites to go down at the start of the season. I was the only one that wasn't surprised that they weren't, or one of the only ones, just for the simple reason as Steve Bruce is a Geordie. Yeah, and no, no. And and you go. Probably a Newcastle fan growing up as well. Yeah, he was. He um, yeah, it's one of the things that, you know, he'll connect with the... He was one of those guys on the terracing when um, Keegan and all that were playing there. Absolutely. Um, he said it was the proudest moment of his career getting to manage Newcastle. Um I just think he gets a lot of undeserved stick. Yeah. Part of it was because he managed Sunderland beforehand. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a huge one. Um but it was the same when um Allardyce went and managed Sunderland after being at St James's. Absolutely, absolutely indeed. Um before we finish off the show anyway, guys. We did have a record last week, the other week, but somehow it got deleted of Anchor. I don't know how, either I had app issues, but Douglas and I had a tribute to one of our present, one of our founding members of Sam Rage, Sheila, who passed away two weeks ago. The funeral was last week, and Douglas, it, like I said, it was really sad, isn't it, to lose someone part of our family? Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, I reiterate what I said a couple of weeks ago, um, is that she was a lovely woman. Um, always had time for you when you when you came in, um, and she was a big big part of uh, part of Sam Radio. So she'll be very very missed. And obviously, our thoughts go out to obviously Paul and Phil um, at this really really sad time. And uh, we, we wish we wish them well um, as well because it's really really heartbreaking for Phil to lose his wife, uh, lose his best friend, lose his soulmate. Um, obviously, we all know we all know that she wasn't well. Um, but we, I don't think anyone, any of us expected her to deteriorate as she did. So, uh, but you know, um, sending my best to obviously Phil and Paul at this really sad time. It is absolutely, um, guys. Andrews, to Andrews, what do you think as well? You met Sheila briefly. Very, very, very passionate woman. Really cared about the station. Completely heartbreaking, man. Absolutely heartbreaking. Just hearing what happened and. To lose it, to lose someone that close, you can't even imagine what they're going through. Yeah. Um. So all my best to the family and everyone concerned. Absolutely. And you walk in the last ten seconds. 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a really, really sad loss. I mean, I only ever really get into the studio twice. I probably only would have met her twice, if that. But, you know, she was obviously a really big part in forming Sam Radio in the first place, which is formed, which is really kind of filled a gap that was definitely there beforehand. So she's got to get immense credit for that. And it's obviously a really, really sad time for the family. And my condolences go out to them for that thank heartbreaking you, loss. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll speak again next week. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. See you later.